So just one short verse, I know. I, I went to the commentaries, and when I opened it up, the title for this par- portion of Scripture said, Should Ministers Be Paid? <laughs> so just to ease your suspense, the short answer is yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Margaret, I really appreciate you reading the Scripture. And what's happening here is, is Paul is blending together two quotes from Scripture. Uh, one is from Deuteronomy 25, the fourth verse. And it talks about uh, if there's an ox going through the field and the ox is doing its work efficiently, you should reward the ox and let it graze it's, as it's doing its plowing there. And the other part of the scripture about uh, the labor deserves to be paid comes from an almost quote from Jesus in the Gospels in Matthew, the 10th chapter, when he sends out the 70 to go ahead of him where he's about to go. He says, don't... Uh, Worry about food or clothing or lodging or anything like that. But wherever you go, someone will take care of you. And the labor deserves his wages. So just accept that which is given to you as you labor on my behalf. So I thought this was an appropriate scripture for Labor Day here. Those who work deserve pay. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Those who work deserve Hey, so may I tell you a story? Okay, you may not like this story so much. It is 50 years in the making of this story. And at the end of this story, there's going to be an ask. I'm just setting this up. I'm going to ask of you to do something next Sunday on September 11th in the afternoon. So here's the story Fifty years ago, there were farm workers in the Valley of Texas in Starr County who were getting paid 40 cents an hour when the national standard was $1.25. But you see, farm workers were exempt under the law. Cesar Chavez had had a successful grape boycott in California and he unionized the workers there. He sent organizers to the Valley of Texas, and they formed a union in Starr County. The growers didn't like this so much. And this is going to sound really odd to our ears, very ironic, but the growers asked for the Texas Rangers to come in, remove the workers from the field, and get workers from across the Rio Grande River in Mexico (laughs) to harvest the crops. This is in June of 1966. What do the workers do? They did form a union, and they started La Marcha, the march to the state capitol. They wanted to have an audience with Governor John Conley, and asked for a special session of the Texas legislature to institute a state minimum wage bill and for them to get the right to bargain on their own behalf as a union. So they started walking. If we could see this first slide here. They started walking 490 miles from Rio Grande City in the valley up towards Austin. They went up first 281 Y'all remember that road? 
up through Kingsville, the King Ranch there, up to Corpus Christi. Then they got on 181, and they start heading towards San Antonio. If we could see that picture. And then they come into Floresville, which happens to be the hometown of Governor Conley. And there in Floresville, they were, see the next slide, they were treated to a dinner at El Macias Methodist Church. Did I pronounce it correctly this time? Okay. Um, and you can see the women playing the piano and the hospitality of the Methodist Church there. They go on to San Antonio, where the Archbishop Robert Lucy, if we could see that next slide, had held a special mass for these folks at San Fernando Cathedral there. And then this next picture really gets me because of what we're about to share here. Here are some folks in the front pew of the church that have the elements for communion and some of the produce from the field that they're going to present to the altar. I remind you that for the longest time in the church, people didn't bring their offering of money. They brought what they grew from the fields, and that's what they came and placed on the altar. The tithe was a tenth of their crops that they grew. I thought this was a very powerful symbol um, of these farm workers and their labor and presenting their gifts to God. The people kept marching from San Antonio towards Austin. In New Braunfels, Governor Conley, the lieutenant governor, met them there, and they said, we will not be in Austin when you get there, and there will be no special session of the state legislature. They continued marching up I-35, and on this weekend, 50 years ago, they spent the weekend at St. Ed's University here in Austin. And on Labor Day, and it was exactly 50 years ago, they marched from St. Ed's to the state capitol. I would love to tell you that they had a positive result for their march. They did not. But it was the start of the labor movement here in Texas for people advocating for their own rights. And uh, people look back to this event 50 years ago as, as the starting point there. I have another slide. You would think that after 50 years, things, things would be great now, right, in, in the state of Texas. And so uh, National Public Radio, John Burnett, had an article just this past month about farm workers in the Valley in the 50th anniversary of this. Don't let the smiles on these guys' faces fool you, <laughs> all right? Because still, the conditions are very hard. I, if you see what they're doing, one guy picks up the watermelon, he tosses it to another guy, who then tosses it to another person at the trailer who puts it in the trailer. And you do this for hours on end in the fields. I have a quote uh, from one of the farm workers here. I've seen that watermelon has no friends. They're sweet to eat, but hell to harvest. 58-year-old retired farm worker. He retired because he fell off a truck and, and injured himself. If we could see the next slide, please. 
Another uh, quote from National Public Radio, Texas, with the third largest population of farm workers after California and Florida, has some of the lowest agriculture wages in the country. Uh, it, it's still hard. So if we could see the next slide. As I was doing some research on this, I uh, had a quote from one of the farm workers who said, the big difficulty is not so much low wages, it's sporadic work. Um, this one worker said, when we're picking certain crops like blueberries or apples, so we can make up to $20 a, an hour uh, it, because it's easy pickings. They said the problem is the weather. Sometimes it rains and sometimes it's too dry and there is no crop. And uh, he said, we're proud of our work. We're good at it. We have a, a, a huge work ethic, but we don't always have the consistency of work. Uh, there's, there's a woman named Aurora Gonzalez, who's 81, who retired last year after working in the fields for 60 years as a laborer and then a farm labor contractor. Her grandson, Aaron Gonzalez, who's 19, sits on the sofa next to her. This is from the NPR. As a kid, he worked in the fields with his family, but he vowed last summer would be his last watermelon harvest. Aaron's now going, get this, to St. Ed's University here in order to become an athletic trainer. This is a quote from him. I did not enjoy it, he says. <laughs> I'd rather be in air conditioning than in college than be working from 5 in the morning all the way to 3 in the afternoon in the sun all day picking watermelons. I'd rather do something else than work in the fields. Uh, a quote from some of the farm workers said, we don't know any of our children that want to follow us in this work. You can imagine why. I'd like for you to reflect just a little bit on uh, what you do. I'm not telling you these stories to beat up on you, but to say that uh, all work is important and uh, holy and, and good. I had a quote from Henry David Thoreau here who said this, don't be too moral. You may cheat yourself out of too much life. Aim above morality. Be not simply good. Be good for something. <laughs> and, and that was my sermon topic today. Be good for something. Whatever you do, make sure it's good for, for something. You know, I just love to tell stories, and I tell you stories to raise your awareness. There's a lot of this I would rather deny and not deal with. I'm just here to tell you that the, the struggle still goes on for a lot of people. I know that growing up on a farm in the panhandle of Texas, and we had chickens and pigs, uh, my dad had workers from Old Mexico in the Bracero program, that, which hired workers from Mexico who had documents to come work here for for helping us on the farm. Uh, I, I know we're mostly insulated from what's happening in the field. I, I would love for you the next time you take that watermelon, watermelon, maybe tomorrow on Labor Day, and you're eating that sweet meat inside, for you to remember where that came from and, and who, who picked that for you so that you could enjoy the fruit of the harvest. I'd love for you to think about your role, your job, what you do here in life, and, and how God has given you that opportunity to work, and how you get your salary, and, and 
I'd love you to think about those hard jobs that you've done in your past and, and maybe some of the good jobs you've had in your past. And then I'd love for you to remember these farm workers. So here, here's, here's the big ask, okay? So I've been in a, a meeting with Bishop Martinez, Joel Martinez, who remembers these events because he participated in them 50 years ago. Next Sunday afternoon, Bishop Martinez is going to be a part of a group that's going to start at St. Ed's University about noon and march to the Capitol in the afternoon. It's about four miles. I can't do that part, okay, because I have some other things I'm doing here, like with the confirmation class starting. And yes, but at four o'clock, I'm going to be on the south side, pardon me, the north side of the Capitol building. And I would love for you to join me to take one more step. And Bishop Martinez said, I don't want you to tell me, uh, yeah, we're going to have some people there. He said, I want you to give me a number. <laughs> so I, you, you don't have to be there, but I'm going to be there, okay? I, I'd love it if some of you would join me. Could I, could I see if you're going to join me? Yeah, okay, there's a couple, three, great, thank you, great, okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you so much. So I'm going to tell Bishop Martinez that um, and tell your friends, uh, we, we remember these stories so that we don't have to keep reliving them, <laughs> right? Uh, let's, let's be good for something. And, and that is the good news I have to share with you this day, that the God I believe in, the God who's revealed in Jesus Christ, has made us good for something. Amen.